Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next lesson in the Healing from Trauma course in Free Your Mind. And we have a very special guest with us today. And uh, I want to introduce you to Riksa Him. And I want to introduce you, uh, introduce Riksa by reading his bio at the back of this amazing book, Shepherd of My Soul, that we're going to talk about today. And so this will just give you a little uh, capsule of uh, Riksa's story. So it says, Riksa Him was a member of a large family in Cambodia when the country fell to the Khmer Rouge in 1975. Forced to join the exodus to the jungle villages, the whole family was marched to a mass grave and killed one by one. Young Riksa, gravely wounded, was covered by the bodies of his brothers and sisters. Life after a major loss is a matter of learning how to cope with emotional and psychological crises and traumas. The more he learns about his own emotional and psychological crises, the more he becomes aware of his need to depend on the sufficient grace of the Good Shepherd. So welcome, Riksa. It is just a real honor to have you come and meet with us. Riksa lives in Toronto, not that far away, um, but it's just uh, with Zoom, there's no distances. And yes. so, so it's great to have you and to, to hear this remarkable story. I know when I, when I heard about your story and I read your book um, and, and wrote an endorsement on the back, I thought we have to meet and, and we have to tell your story to the members of our Free Your Mind program. So why don't we just start by explaining, so you were living, also you were born in Cambodia. So what happened when the Khmer Rouge took over the country? What happened to your family? Well, uh, thank you so much. Khmer uh, captured the country in 1975. At that time, I was just 11 years old boy. You know, I was just a young boy who was in my primitive uh, way. Uh, we thought that the country should be uh, peaceful and no more fighting again. I mean, we went through a long, long civil war in the country. We were, we were hoping that the country would turn into uh, peaceful and prosperity. Unfortunately, it was not. I think uh, when the Khmer Rouge captured the whole country, I think a few days after that, they marched through the whole city. And then they asked people to prepare only a three-day food supply to go to countryside. By then, they were telling us that they were looking for uh, American soldiers who were hiding in the city. And they said that after three days, we could come back and live in a house again. It turned out to be three years, eight months, and 20 days in hell. It was believed that at least more than two million of Cambodian people were killed and died of starvation and, and uh, after that. I think for us, being uproot from a city lifestyle, suddenly we were on a, in the countryside. And uh, during the uh, summer in Campbell, it was very hot. But then we, uh, we were forced to do hard work, not enough food to eat. You know, when they sent us to live in the countryside, they were looking for the intellectual people like professor, doctor, government administrator, and they were telling these people to go to school to learn a new policy so that they could come back and help rebuild a country. 
you know what? They were dumped to the jungle and executed by the Khmer soldier. Imagine all these intellectual people at the end, they were killed by illiterate people. That is how the country went to the killing fields. So our family strive so hard to uh, conform to their, to their rule and their policy. Of course, we would never dare to opposing them or say something bad against them because we know what it means by being sent to school. To go to school or to be sent to school literally means execution. That's how they use the term. So the first two years we survived it. And uh, by then I was a 13 years old boy. I had to work, no work, no food to eat. That was a very simple rule by the communist standard. So I think they assigned me to take care of the water buffaloes and cow in the field. So every morning before I make my trip to look after the water buffaloes and cow in the field, what I would have basically just a small pack of lunch, uh, basically rice and dry fish wrapped in banana leaf and just took with me to the field. It happened that one afternoon when I was uh, along the river by myself and then I met a stranger whom I never saw in my life. I was nowhere and uh, you know, during those times, nobody was allowed to travel anywhere. But then this man, I didn't know where he's from. He approached me and asked me if I could share my land with him. I know for us as a city boy, we were trained to respect to older people, no matter what. Of course, I tend to be a good boy. And when he approached me and asked me if I could share my land with him. So I just gave him my land. I said that to eat half and keep half for me. I assumed that he would at least keep half for me. He opened it. He said, smell good. You know, this is the first time in the last three months he got to eat rice and so on and so. And, uh, and he said, you're such a good boy. So he opened it, he ate, you know, when the way he, he ate my land, it's more like uh, he was running with somebody else, you know, racing to eat my, my lunch, you know, he, he, he ate so quick. When he was about uh, finish halfway, I almost tell him to stop, you know, but it's kind of, uh, no, it's not, not, not very polite in my culture to talk to older people like that. But I could tell that inside my heart, I was very angry. No matter what, you know, just a few blinks of my eye, my land disappeared. I was quite disappointed. But then he said that, you know, you're such a good boy, but I wanted to tell you a story. So I thought that he would, he would tell me a good story, at least to substitute for my lunch. You know, I had to go hungry for a whole day, but I know that I was so disappointed. <clears throat> right away, he said that, in the next six months, all your family going to be killed. But you will not die, and somebody else in the village will help you. And then your destination, uh, you were supposed to go east, but at the end, you never made the trip to the east, and then you went to the west, and then you came back. And uh, he went on to tell more, a few more things about that. I was 
so angry. But that's it. You, it's my land now. In this culture, you tell me a story like that, it's almost like a curse, you know. We're not, we won't, and we're not supposed to listen to that kind of story. So I was quite upset, and then I I walk away, but then I clean back and look at him and he's disappeared. 